0: The Unholy Trinity Podcast. The Trinity B-Side. Tackling the issues within football. Welcome to the fifth installment of the Trinity B-Side. We've been away for a little while, but we're back with myself, Mike, on my own for this uh, particular episode. I'm delighted to say I've been joined by the Kisses Out founder, and that's Paul Morgan. Paul, thanks for coming on the show, mate. Thanks very much for having me. No problem at all, mate. And we've spoken briefly um, over the, the last last couple of days in regards to, obviously, the work that, that Kitted Out do, and we're going to come on to, to that, and also the, the work you're looking to do to try and get the, the Everton mural set up and get that sorted as well in the city. Um, but for for those who, who don't know about Kitted Out, and this is maybe the first time you have heard about it, just give, just give everyone who's, who's watching and listening a, a, a bit of a background into what it's all about and also how it came about as well.
1: Uh, well, what kids Out is, is it's an organisation, grassroots, not funded by anyone. It was started by myself and my partner, Michelle. And at the time, my partner was doing a uniform collection for kids who can't afford school uniforms. And I'd just come back from football and I noticed there was kids playing on the pitch next to us with school uniforms on. So I was thinking what would be a better way to try and co- code the two together and start collecting kits. And then as soon as we got uh, Facebook and a Twitter going, we were just bombarded with people saying, we've got this kit, we've got that kit, this kit, and bin bugs and bin bugs full of kits were sent to us. And then from there, it's just escalated and escalated. And we just go to community centres and youth centres really and give the kids to the people who work there. And the kids are over the moon. I mean... You go to some of these places, and the poverty you'll see—it's just, you know, what I mean, if you're not, if you're not alive to what is going on in the city poverty-wise, then it'll be a massive eye-opener for anyone who who, who goes there. Yeah, we, we
0: said to me briefly off off air uh, then about you know sometimes people uh, consciously are not aware of, of of the poverty. Sometimes you know we, there's poverty all around. You know, not, not just our city, but. All around this country and, and, and further afield, and sometimes you know you, you you walk around in a way with you know a bit, a bit blinkered and your eyes closed because you've got maybe a comfortable life and, and you don't see what the struggles that that families go through, and um you know for for some kids who you know can't have a football share because because you we know the cost of football kits nowadays is astronomical. You know if you, if you want to go out and buy a, a kids footy, fuzzy, fuzzy kids, go to Everton shop etc. You know the best parts of you say 60 70 quid, you know, yeah. for, for your junior kids. Um, and to, to a lot of people, that's a lot of money. So, it's for me, I obviously I understand the price of football kits, but this kind of scheme is absolutely fantastic because this is where you know all kids want to walk around and want to play football dressed as the heroes, don't they? And yeah. you know, wh- wh- whether that be you know, obviously, Hannah Rodriguez, who just come in to Charleston, or even across the park, you know, like your you, you Mo Salamani, people like that. All over the city, kids want to dress as the heroes do, don't they?
1: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's they see them on telly, they want to reenact them. Like I used to do when I was a kid, you know what I mean? I'd want to reenact who I see on a saty. And if you've got a kit to try and reenact whoever you want to reenact, it makes it so much better. And also, it it's inclusion as well, I mean, as you know, with kids these days it's they've all got the newest things, they've all got the newest kids, so if you haven't if your child has not got the newest kid, it's anxious for them to go over and join in in case anything gets said or in case they feel left out type of thing, you know what I mean, so, as we said in the in the place today that like we went to l six center, people will do anything to keep the kids happy, and sometimes you you're missing the end sometimes you're missing paying for food and all that but people say oh well if you can't afford it don't give them it but it's it's hard to do it's hard to do these days because kids want the newest kit and it's not as a selfish approach they want they want they want it's just that everyone else has got it and you don't want your kid to be the one who who loses out and misses out and it shouldn't have to early i mean there's no way kits should be 70 80 90 pounds now they shouldn't be that expensive i mean Go in the match has just skyrocketed to, to, um, on price wise now, but kits surely kits should be affordable for everyone. Yeah, I, I agree, and I, I, we we call this show uh, basically
0: tackling football poverty in a way, and the, the reason it, it's called that is because of like you mentioned there, the sheer cost now to support a team is astronomical, and whether that's going to buy, buy a kit, buy a shirt, you know, uh, going by um, a ticket for the game, membership, whatever it might be, it's a lot of money, and you know it's probably the club's what it is. It's a club's responsibility to, to tackle this kind of thing, you know, because you've put yourself out there uh, to organise a scheme with your partner. Something which uh, you know all the kids who, who receive kits from yourself must be so enjoyed to, to do so, and obviously it's such a worthwhile cause. But we should be looking at our, our club and. You know for other clubs as well to do a little bit more to tackle tackle poverty in a way, if you see what I mean,
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, there should be some kind of affordable way for kids to get kids in a way. There should be even just some kind of scheme where you can parents can pay off from whatever, whatever every month or so or something like that because you just there's no way you can. I mean, that's what's talking about one kid, so if you've got three kids. It's often talking £200, 220 pounds. You know what I mean? Just, and that's just the home kit. <laughs> if the kid comes in once, an away kit, or and now you've got third kit, you've got training kits, fourth kits. I mean, it's just so much to keep up, especially in these times. Anyway, yeah, it it, it certainly is, and, and just sort of going back to, to
0: near the beginning, and and in, you know, since you've grown as well, obviously. This city is a great city for, for helping people out. It's you know, yourself, your testament to, to the city and the work that you've done. Uh, you're from this city. But people in Liverpool will always get behind their own and help out their own. It's been shown time and time again. You say obviously you've got bin banks full, you know, when you when you get onto social media and you started things off and all shirts start arriving, different sizes, different, different teams and what have you. Um, but there's also been a few ex-footballers who've, who've backed your scheme over the, the last few months as well just just tell people a little bit about that
1: well yeah we've had obviously we had uh, Jamie Carragher shared a lot of our stuff and then he got in touch with us saying I can give you the kits I swapped with players in my career and you can auction them off and buy new kits for kids so that was just amazing so we had an auction we had some kits like Drogba Muller Franco Berezi just players that you just, you know what I mean. To me, it was like these players of uh, absolute legends. Played in this kit, yeah. so they auctions it off, and we were going to buy kits for it. But at the time, it was around about when obviously the coronavirus hit. Coronavirus hit, and we went into lockdown. And so we decided to. We made about twelve over twelve thousand pounds. So we give the Carrega Foundation three thousand. Michelle, the new partner, who's we started kitted out with me bought kids packs for them to, to do schoolwork at home, because obviously not everyone's got the right <laughs> um, equipment to use at home. And then uh, six thousand pound went to uh, fan support and food banks who uh, we closely work with as well. So it would all work, in. We've had kits from Michael Ball donated so as some match worn kits, Tony Grant, some kits. So people obviously can resonate to football kits. Everyone loves football. Everyone knows about football kits. so it's a massive, it's a massive market, and people can resonate to getting your first kit.
0: And and you've mentioned there as well. You know, we talk about the the wider aspect of this, and obviously the, the reason that you're doing it. Obviously, the cost of the kits, and uh, obviously pressures the kids come under to, to have the latest the latest football shirt as well. Of course, but the the wider issue as well is you know the the poverty within communities outside of obviously having to buy football kits and that's obviously putting food on the table. You mentioned there about supplying you know, educational packs for kids to, to do the work at home because some people unfortunately can't afford to out and buy that kind of equipment. What, what, have, you, what have you found, Paul, in, in sort of recent weeks and months since, like you mentioned, then coronavirus has hit? Obviously, it's impacted on people's jobs, employment. Um, so more and more people unfortunately have found themselves without a job. Have you noticed a difference in the local community in terms of more people who who were looking for help in that respect?
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, you've seen in this city anyway, so many groups just coming together and just completely changing what they used to do before and revamping the whole system. I mean, we had Grand Support and Food Banks and another person, Dave Coffey, who turned Costa Coffee into a PPE Making facility and got out to people all around the city. There's so many different people who've done so many different things coming together. You've had people from the obviously Everton in the community and the Shankly Foundation going to people's houses who had to stay and dropping food off for them. So right now, people are struggling because of fair low and you don't know where you're at at work and this type of thing. So, but children don't really understand the situation at the minute, you know what I mean, obviously they know what's going on, they know this is not a normal time, but you can't really like, grasp onto the fact that your mum or dad might not be in work for long and you get not getting 100% of your wages or you might get laid off because there's no work for you or you're in events and there's no events happening. So things like this, and if the child still sees the new lip kit or new everything kit coming out and he can't get it it's just massive stress being put on the patterns so if we can get kids out to them you know what I mean maybe it'll just relieve a little bit of stress It so won't we leave all stress because all we do is get donations in off people and get kits out but as long as we can relieve a little bit of stress that's better than not yeah
0: and, and you've recently had, had a, a bit of a drive having a bit of a fundraising drive um, because I noticed to mention again off air to yourself you, you were working with Capital FM as of today um, um, and they, they give a little bit of coverage to obviously the work that you do and the fact that you got a lot of donated stuff from uh, someone you know in Everton Academy um, and you're also able to you're you raise some money and got brand new Everton kits and brand new Liverpool kits as well which, which you took down to the was it the L6 Centre
1: as yeah, of today. Center, yeah. I mean, yeah, we've done uh, obviously a drive to get fund. As, as soon as I've seen the new kits come out and the prices have gone up again because they had a little Rant about it when I first started kitted out and hadn't he gone up again? I was just like, we just need to do something here because there's no way people are going to be able to afford these kits. So we've done a little uh, drive, we raised £700. Pounds, so I think we got 15 new Everton Liverpool kits home away and just took them down to the L6 centre and they'll get them out to people. But that's what it's about, really. It's about solidarity. It's not a charity, it's everyone sticking together and helping each other out in different ways.
0: And um, what's and what, um, what's the reaction like? You, you know, I, I know obviously it's it's something that we we've, we've said at the start, and you know this needs to be tapped from within the clubs really to to lower the price of kits, etc. Because manufacturing costs are not that much. Let let let's let's get that right, so clubs can do a lot more to to lower the price of kits. But what's what's the reaction like from people in the community and and those who receive the kits when they do, you know, get that chance to have their own kit, put it on, and actually go and play football.
1: It, it's amazing. As you can imagine, I mean, we've been to places where we've heard stories of like a family of five with one football kit between all five kids. So they have to use the kit on a different day. Or oh, there's a couple like twins and one of them has to use the shirt, one of them wears the shorts and then the vice versa and swap around. I mean, there was a family where a kid had just started a new senior school and he got into the football team. But his mum had to take him out the football team because she had nothing to give him to wear to go to football training. And he would have wore his uniform and then he would have ripped his uniform. And that's just a cycle. She wouldn't mm-hmm. have had the money to buy a new uniform. So just the stories you hear, it's just, I mean, before I started this, I thought I had a grasp of obviously the city. There's poverty in the city. Everyone knows that it's a working class city, Liverpool, Newcastle, places like this, working class, there is poverty in them. Some of the stories you'd heard of some some places that you just never see coverage of it just, and the people in these areas, the community centres and the youth centres who are just doing stuff for these families, it's it's amazing to see. It's really unreal the work they do. Yeah, you you can see why it does resonate so much with with the people of this city. That that's for sure. You
0: know, and listening to you say that about you know a, a kid who. You know, they would have been pulled out of the football where pulled out of the football team because they had they had no football kits to wear. They would have had to wear, wear the school uniform. What 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 a situation to be in! And that's the kind of thing that you know maybe ourselves. You know, I, I when I was a kid, I never wanted for football kits. You never know, wanted the football kits. I got a football kit, yeah. football boots. You know, no no questions asked because yeah. that was just an expectation of mine. That was always met, and I was lucky that, that my parents could have thought to do that. But to hear something like that. It's horrifying, really. You know, and it, it does it does really sink in. And there's no no surprise for me why why people back back this campaign. And it's it's great to hear that so many you know of, of the the ex players from the local area are backing what you're doing. You, do. and, you yeah. know, long, long long may that continue. But like we said, let's hope that the clubs can can do a little bit more in regards to getting those prices down. I think I saw was it Liverpool have released it. Uh, it's it's a day shirt, which costs over £100. So there's two versions of the same shirt for this yeah. season.
1: Again, I mean, imagine the stress of getting 70 quid together if you've got three kids, but then you send your kids out with the kit out and then he comes back in and says, your mates haven't got the same kit on as me. They've got the higher tier version. Yeah. I mean, and I think i seen on um, another podcast, I think it was a Liverpool one, they were doing the same type of talk and they were saying there's a two-tier system Families are struggling to get £70, so now you need to get up £100 for your kid to still be wearing the same stuff as everyone else. It's just, it's unbelievable. And I was reading an article or done some research and the money off the kits doesn't go into the transfer kitty. No. It, doesn't fund, it doesn't fund new players. Like everyone said, oh, we need to sell our kits at this price because we need the best players. It doesn't go anywhere near that. It doesn't even touch the transfer budget. You know what I mean? It's just ludicrous. There's got to be another way or you're going to place kids out of football who are living in this city. The kids are not going to be able to afford the kids. And it's their their city, you know what I mean? It's it's their football Mm -hmm. club. At the end of the day, without the fans, without the kids growing up into teenagers, into adults and going to the matches, you're not going to have any football team. It's just... and I think and you and you're I think I saw
0: the 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 similar article where I think the percentage that teams get from every share that they sell it is is minute. And, and like you say, people again think, you know, oh if get uh, the you sell a share for say fifty quid, forty quid going back into the club, well it's that's not the case. You know, that's not, not how it works. Um so again, it's having having two versions of the, the one share causes its own problems. And yet again, like you said. Causes more financial pressure for for parents, and with so the demands and expectations of of the kids. And it's something which which can can uh, can be avoided. But you know, hopefully, with the work that you do, you know, you 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 are, you know, filling the the, the gaps in for those that that need uh, and and want. Obviously, you initiate, and and it's a fantastic thing that you do. And, and I, I I admire you for the work that you do. Really do. You know, you put you put in so much effort, and it's it's clear to see that. You, uh, what you do you do, definitely, definitely uh, is for the good of people, uh, for people of this city and, and I applaud you, but I really do
1: Thank you, I mean like us, like Transport and boot banks, we shouldn't exist we shouldn't have to exist they shouldn't be groups like us, at the end of the day if they put on evidence and said okay, we'll lower the kids down or we'll let them pay on a system where you pay so much a, m- a week, a month, whatever we wouldn't have to exist. The same with the food banks. If the, I mean, there's a lot of wealthy people around. If they just put their heads together, and it wouldn't be, it would like one percent of the whole world put their heads together, and you could sort out. People wouldn't have to use food banks. People wouldn't have to. It's like, I think there's more food banks now in this city than McDonald's. I mean, mm. that that's just you would never thought of stuff like that. No, it's just, no, just chaos. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it is, and I think when you you know you see the money in football nowadays, especially as well, you know when when teams are going out and and they're paying thirty, forty, fifty million pound per players, etc. You know the sponsorship deals that, that they get nowadays. It's 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 an it's astronomical the amount of money which which is in clubs. And to be fair to our club, Everton do a lot of very very good work in the community and. You know, they, they, they're always applauded and rightly so. You know, we, we spoke to, we had an uh, Everton and Community special on the B-side. That was the last one that we did when we had a, a friend of ours, Dave, who, who works with the veterans hub there. And they do some some great work. And he was involved himself in going around when coronavirus hits, you know, dropping off food parcels, mobile phones. were getting topped up yeah. by them, gas electric, you know, things like that, again, that, that we take for granted. They do, they do some really, really great work and, and Dave Curtis and everything in Everton, the community are fantastic at that. Um but you always think, you know, that clubs, so take away the the, the charity elements of everything in the community, clubs can do that a little bit more, get their heads together as a collective Premier League, as a collective EFL and so on and try and do more. Um but it's you know while while we're in the situation that we're in and while people are using food banks, unfortunately, luckily you've got people like yourself who are generous with the time and their efforts to, to to help those that really need it. And um, it's 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 great you know I, I love these kind of things because it's it's great to hear people doing so much. And I know you you don't do it for any kind of plaudits. You, you don't want to you know any kind of accolades. You do it because you want to do it and you feel. You know, there's a need there, and you need to do it for the local community. Um, but I love that, and I love to to hear these these kinds of stories. And, and we'll make sure that in the the comments on the video, we'll put out a link to to yourselves and your, and your Twitter page, etc. Uh, so I post people to the things that you do. Obviously, when we issue the, the release of the podcast as well, there'll be all links to, to your page, so people can get involved and and read about what you do on Facebook, Twitter, and, and donate and, and help. Going forward, and you know any any shares people have got lying around, you know uh, I'm sure that you'd, you'd accept any you know bin bags full of, of shares to, to help close other people who want to who want to uh, get a get a decent shirt.
1: Yeah, yeah, thank you very much.
0: No problem that. at all. No problem. But what we're gonna go, you know, like I said, the work you do is is absolutely fantastic, um, and what else you're doing as well, which is going to resonate with. Everton fans is you're currently trying to raise £5,000 to get an Everton mural within, within the city now this is a this is a very raw subject this in terms yeah. of Everton fans you know you know that yourself you're, you've seen about 300 Liverpool murals pop up over the last probably 12 to 18 months in various parts of the city around Anfield, around the city centre um, and it does it, I mean I say it riles people it's, Maybe that maybe that's too strong a word, but maybe it's not. Because I think I think people forget that the first club in this city was Everton Football Club. You know, and if it wasn't for Everton Football Club, there wouldn't be a Liverpool football, you know, when and we're we're a successful football club, one of the most successful teams in this country. So we should be celebrated as much as them across the park, are But what 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 I, what I want to know, Paul, is what was on your mind when you thought about I know what I'll do. Let's get a fundraising drive going to get, uh, to get an Everton mural within, within the city.
1: Uh, well, I've, I've seen the Liverpool ones and they're good and you see people from out the city come and they get photos, they make a day of it, they go and see the mural, they go and watch the match. To the... So there's kids looking up at Liverpool players at their murals thinking one day I might be on the side of a wall, I want to, you know what I mean, I want to live up to these expectations, but Everton, there's no Everton murals. I know there's Everton murals at Goodison Park, but if we're talking about all millions of Colombians watching Everton now because of James Rodriguez and we're talking about all Brazilians and Everton have just um, started, obviously, Everton, their uh, pages in Brazil, and they're trying to get really out there. I don't know why tourists wouldn't come in the city and look for Everton murals around the city and I don't know why we can't have just as many Liverpool because... You need to be bigger than L4 in Goodison Park. I mean, obviously, Goodison Park is where we play. I used to live there myself. It's an amazing stadium. But if we're moving on, we're talking about bigger things and stuff like that. And Mural's not going to take us to any next level or anything like that. It's just going to be good for the fans to see. They can go to it before they walk down to Bramley Moor or they can go to it before they watch Everton in the pub or whatever. It's just not everyone's into it, but... Myself, I don't see why you wouldn't paint a side of a wall that's just blank, which certain that people can look at and maybe kids can look at it and think, I want to be them when I grow up.
0: Yeah, but that's it. And, and you're you, know, you're totally right in what you're saying. Why, why shouldn't we have, have that kind of advertising? You know, t- take away the fact that we've we signed uh, a global superstar in Hammers Rodriguez. Um, but like you say, obviously we are trying to crack that kind of market. Now we're trying to obviously crack the American market a bit more as well. But take that away. That's to say, we were the first club in the city. So we should be celebrated as much as them across the park. There's no excuse for it. Um, and I think it was on Sophie TV, I think it was last week or the week before, they were discussing, you know, about trying to get a, a mural because another Liverpool one had, had popped up. And, you know, like they said, it, it's difficult for us because when people think about the city of Liverpool, who plays in Liverpool? Liverpool did they, because they've got the name of the city within their name. We can't change our name. Yeah. We, we are what we are. So, straight away, we're almost on the back foot. And that's why we need to have our identity stamped, whether it be within the city centre, just outside, you know, if you know, closer to some Park, maybe towards Bramley Moor. You know, we, we need we need more of an identity uh, within within the city because, you know, we we know obviously Liverpool are a successful side. We it's turning our face what they've won etc cetera, etc. Cetera. But as the senior club in the city and the first club in the city, it's our right to have exactly the same treatment. Um But have, have you got any any idea at the moment? I said before, obviously five thousand pound is the is what we're what we're looking to raise. Uh, I think we we're on just over just over three thousand one hundred was what I looked at before. Yeah, before we before we uh, we spoke today. So, have you got any ideas? One on the design, and two on a location.
1: Uh, well, we've been obviously speaking to a lot of people who we know through What we've been doing with Kitted Out, and through other good groups and friends we've we've g- gathered. You know what I mean? All the way up before even Kitted Out, we've got a, a developer who said we can have there's ten properties in town. We can choose one. He'll send us the locations for them. So it's going to be in town, at the town centre. It's not as if I've been saying we're going to put it in town and then it just, it's it's stalled because no one's given it. We've had pubs in town saying you can throw it on the side of our pub. We've had a lot of offers. You know what I mean. So we're just looking at for the exactly the right the right place to put it because we want it to be centre. So we want people to see the mural. We don't want it to stashed behind loads of cars in some car park or something like that. We want people Mm -hmm. to be able to see it. The mural's ready. It's already done. The artists are ready to go. Uh, We just need to pick a location and we need to get the letter to GoFundMe sorted out. Everyone is ready to go early. It's just a a process of time now. And I know times are hard now, as we were talking about before, with the coronavirus, the Farrows scheme, and so many people have donated to us already. It's just we will get this mural. time It's just an effort of time, you know what I mean? We've raised yeah. over £3,000, I think it was in three weeks ago, I think I started it, or just under three weeks ago. So it's obvious we're going to get the money. It's just, you know what I mean? It's waiting for it to happen now. And when it does happen, I won't let Everton fans down. They'll be absolutely amazed with what we've created. I can guarantee that.
0: And and is there a possibility, obviously, this 5000 will go towards this mural, and obviously you say you've been... Uh, Offered numerous sites in the city centre, uh, is there a possibility of more than one at some point to get, to get you know a bit more of a, of a stamp in the city centre.
1: Yeah, once we have the first ones on, if anyone else wants to take the stress <laughs> off me and find and do a model, there's locations available for them from Everton fans who own businesses, so they're, they're ready to go.
0: So and, and so there we go. A bit a bit of a plea there. So once we get this one uh, up and running, someone else can uh, can jump on on board and get involved and and try and get the second, third, fourth, fifth, and so on, and and get more more and more Everton themed uh, buildings, should we say, within within the city centre.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: So it again, it's it's a. It's a great, it's a great idea, Paul, and, and something which is, is long overdue. And and it does it does take some time because we we have all sat here questioning, going, "Hang on, why have, why is that one popped up for them? Why is that one? You've got you've got cloth um, knocking down the camp in fairness. You've then got Alexander Arnold outside outfield. You've got this you've got this mural and it's just like it, it's every single week. I think I've seen a new one over the past six or seven weeks, and you're sitting there going, "What's what's happening here, but... We need to, like you've done, we need to take action ourselves. I don't know, obviously, what they're doing in, in regards to their funding, but obviously, somewhere along the line, they're having the idea to do it. Get an artist on board like, like like yourself has done. Finding a site. So we just need to be more proactive, I think, as a fan base, don't we? Which, obviously, you, you've led the way there again. And, you know, if, if we want something, let's, let's try and take it and, and try and make it happen. It's probably the message that, we,
1: that we'd try and pull out. Yeah, I mean... As I've seen, it's not everyone's cup of tea. It's not not everyone's a mural. People are saying, oh, we don't need murals. We don't need this. We don't need that. C- cities all over Europe and all over South America with football teams on the side of every building. And it just looks amazing watching them going towards the stadium, looking at all these players on the sides of walls. and I mean, if we get the first one done and people are like, OK, that's it. Let's jack that. It didn't work. It didn't work But I'm sure I will change People's opinions Who are just like We don't need any murals We don't need any this I mean someone said Let's wait until We're successful first And I was like You know what I mean
0: That's the attitude Is it You know We we are We are a successful club We we have been for many Many years One of the biggest clubs In in this country So that's not the kind of uh, Response we're looking for Is it to be honest
1: No it's just We've got legends We've got players Who've played for us For so long You know what I mean We've got history. It is what it is. There's no way someone should land in Liverpool City Centre and not know nothing about football. And by the time they walk through every street in town, know that Liverpool FC exists and not Everton. That just shouldn't shouldn't happen at all. So, we will get it done. And then, if people want to criticise, they know where I am. But I'm (laughs) sure sure they'll be very happy with what we've created.
0: Yeah. And like you say, let's all people who visit the city, you know, part of their weekend or part of their time in the city is I've heard about this Everett uh, in Europe. Let's get up there, let's get a photo. And then obviously you know then that, that your job's done, isn't it? Because you're opening opening the club and the name of the club to more and more people. And I think it's a great idea. You know, I'm fully behind it. And again, you know, we we've put out we've done a few retweets over the last uh, couple of weeks or so with the, the yeah. link to the uh, to the, the GoFundMe page to to donate. So anyone wants to wants to donate again the link will be out at the bottom of the uh of the tweet when the video and the podcast goes out um so you can get involved donate again times are tough but if you can spare anything to to help help paul out to get this mural done then then please do so paul absolute pleasure to speak to you today really enjoyed it
1: Same with you mate absolutely thanks very much for having me on the show i've enjoyed it myself
0: no problem mate and and keep up keep doing the work that you're doing as i say I can't, you know, I can't applaud you enough for what you do. I think it's fantastic and we need more people in the city doing things like you do and being selfless like you are and, you know, we're a much better city, uh, much better city for it. So from everyone,
1: thank you. Thanks very much, mate.
0: And thanks everyone for watching on YouTube uh, and also listening to the podcast across all our platforms. We are going to be back with the usual Unalloyal Eternity podcast At some point over the weekend, post West Brom. So we will catch you then. Sports Social Podcast Network.